0: Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Catherine Bexton and
1: Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Hi everybody. Instagram live. Yep. I mean, is this our fourth time to do this? Catherine, just get over
0: it. We're doing it.
1: We're doing it, right? <laughs> I'm just saying that like now I feel like we're getting we might get the hang of it. I don't know. Four times is pretty good.
0: You would think, but this is, we've done 40 plus podcasts and we still have issues. We
1: we do. We, we, we kind of create the (laughs) issues ourselves, but you know, I wish I had a full like glam team to really hook me up before we do this. But here's the deal. This is what I really look like. Okay. People, I don't have any special lighting. Emmy always looks beautiful. It's just, you just are like camera ready at all times. No, I'm like old lady status over here. So just just telling you, it's okay. It's okay. You know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> anyway. I need Chelsea to be doing my makeup. Yeah, I need the Dry Bar to doing well, my here, hair. Here's
0: what we need: we need sponsors, and then oh. once we have enough sponsors, then, then we can we do can that get glam. And then it, see, it's like a the Dry Bar
1: snowfall. should sponsor us. That actually could be Pam, the Dry Bar. We'd love to have you sponsor us. We do love the Dry Bar. I could bar. have my fabulous hair going at all times.
0: I mean, Chelsea, I would love to see her once a week.
1: Oh, please! please. In my next life, yes, we're gonna have the glam squad ready in our next lives. Okay. Well, okay. Well, well
0: yeah. Do you want to do it or you want me to go? You go. OK, so I don't really know what a pit. I don't really know what my pit is.
1: Emmy, that's kind of a first. I'm so excited. I, know. I feel like. Am I rubbing off on you? Maybe. I hope so.
0: <laughs> I feel like my peak, though. So we are watching Je- Or uh, Heffman Loves a show on Netflix called Trash Truck.
1: Ooh, this is a new show. I've never heard of this. It's okay. so
0: cute. It's like this little boy, and he has this like a giant trash truck is his best friend, and he has a little raccoon and a bear, and the bear's the voice, like one of the guys from the office. Oh well, my um, kids would love it. Just yeah, for that. it's super cute. So, in the show, they go to a movie theater, and so we're watching this, and Huffman was like, "What's that?" And he didn't. He know. had never know. He didn't know what a movie theater was.
1: I don't think you probably would have taken them to the movie theater anyways at this age, right? Like, I think maybe my kids were like four or five before we went to the movies.
0: I've had friends who take their kids at two, but with COVID... It's hard to get
1: them to sit there that long. You think it's going to be like the greatest experience ever?
0: Well, so that was my peak, was that I was like, okay, so I booked us tickets. We went and saw Boss Baby, which, by the way, was the worst movie. But it was his first movie theater experience, so we like... You know he had his ticket because in the show they had so cute. mm, So he had his little ticket. We got red vines. We got popcorn. Like we went to the concession. What movie theater did you go to? We went to Penn Square, which my mom was like, "Do you have a death sentence? Like, why are you going to Penn Square?" (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) but it's, it's lovely once you get inside. The well, movie theater is great. I chose Pin Square based on times, right? Because yes, that's normally. I wanted to go to that new one that's by
1: Chicken Pickle. Oh, is that re- the... Um, Brewhouse or... Felix Brewhouse? House, is that what it's or, called? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, Is it reopened? I think it is. Yeah, it's reopened. Yeah. But the time for his the Boss Baby movie was like 7 p.m. I'm like,
1: what who's seeing Boss yeah. Baby at 7 p.m.? That's no. a daytime movie. And so
0: Pin Square had like a 3.45. I was perfect. like, this is perfect. And it was like the matinee pricing. Anyway, it was so cute. He, the whole time, like, every, like, 15 minutes, he'd be like, Mom, we're in a movie. But he'd, like, scream it. And so... Did he sit still the whole time? Kind of. Like, so at Penn Square, you know, the the things, like...
1: Move. Oh, it's the best. So, you can take a nap. It's so great. Yeah,
0: but every, like, 20 minutes, he'd start playing with the thing. And so I was like, half minute, you know, whatever. But he ate the entire bag of popcorn.
1: I, there's nothing better than movie theater popcorn.
0: I mean, I hadn't had it in so long. It's... I honestly don't. Did you really get eat the
1: butter? It. I get the butter. It's not even butter. Well, Whatever so that butter, buttered flavor stuff they is. They don't
0: have that available anymore.
1: Oh, because of the so, COVID.
0: Yeah. So because of COVID, I had to pre-order our snacks and then pick them up. Okay. Which was interesting, but the concession stand was still kind of open. But no, the butter, the self-serve sodas, those were all not available. Gotcha. Yeah. And they were out of water conveniently. Oh, so, so you Huffman, had to get an IC. The whole time. No, he was like, I'm so thirsty. And I was like, <laughs> I have popcorn. horrible. But you're eating all this salty popcorn. And I'm sure his mouth was just like, like, oh. Because you can't
1: go back up to the concession stand once you've ordered. Right. Oh, well, okay. I was saying. There was an ad for a movie on last night that was coming to the movie theaters. And I said to Jim, I'm like, are we ever going to the movie theaters again? Like, well, is it ever going to happen? Are they still releasing movies? at the OK, movie so then
0: I found out that on Peacock, they had the movie available for free. Mm-hmm. So I spent like forty five dollars, you know, to have this experience. But I will say hearing it with the like surround sound and stuff, it's just so much more entertaining. It is. And like and I wasn't the- on
1: my phone the whole time. And you're not like changing the laundry and doing all that. You're dedicated to the movie. Yeah. Although there was this
0: mom who had her two kids. I looked over and she was reading her Kindle. And I was like, now she knows what
1: she's doing. She knows. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been known to bring a blanket to Penn Square because it gets so
0: cold in the movie theaters. It was pretty cold.
1: And you can get all snuggled up.
0: Yeah, we were, and actually at one point he got into my chair. So the two of us were in one okay, of those chairs. Okay,
1: think if we would have had Penn Square when we were like in middle school, when you went to the movies I with boys. I you did. did, but the chairs didn't do that. No, no, no. Can no. we talk about what about had been going on in the movie theaters then? Well, that's, uh-huh. I <laughs> that's right where- I would have rolled right over to the other chair.
0: When my first kiss, That uh-huh. was at a movie in Penn Square. <laughs> Mine was too. Really? hmm
1: Oh my gosh. That's I won't so tell funny. you who it was with. You made you know me
0: remember. You made me say who mine was with. It was so embarrassing.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Not well, that he's embarrassing, but just my first kiss was really in the fourth grade. But what? It, really, it was more like a cheek in a runaway. But you know what's So funny. The movie theater was with the same person, Stop. and it was like in seventh or eighth grade. Your first kiss was in seventh or eighth grade. Well, well, maybe it was my first kiss. Maybe there was a little more than kissing. We might have gone to second base. In the movie theater, <laughs> I hope my children aren't watching this. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I did say to my kids the other day, I was like, "Something, something, something." Second base, third base, and they were like, "What is that?" They didn't even. They don't talk like that anymore. There's no like first, second. How do you third rate base? I don't know you how went... you rate it. I'll find out and I'll report back.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what other metric? Could I, I be? don't know. I it just I don't even
1: want to know. Actually,
0: yeah, I mean, it could I, be scary. Well, so like, cause Neely's in high school.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, so like, w- what do they say? A lot of things you don't want to hear, I think. But how do they describe it? W- w- not in a way that you want to hear it. I don't know. Maybe we should have Neely on. She can tell us. I'm going to ask her tomorrow. If okay, let's uh, Yeah, you should ask her. Um, so but yeah. it's not first base, second base, third base. Okay, we'll find out. <sighs> These teenagers, it's a lot. Oh my God, one person wow. to deal with. That's for sure. We'll say, wait, what was your pit? You said you maybe didn't have one. I think you and I have the same pet. <laughs> oh, should we discuss the yes. pits? We do have the same pit. Okay, you guys. For Emmy's 31st birthday, we got <laughs> Emmy got a double piercing and I got a third piercing on one side. Okay. In March, when? No, no, it was February. March,
0: no, no, it was literally March 1st. March, because your birthday's in February. Yeah, my birthday's in February. And so I wanted to get two, my second piercing on both sides. <sighs> Catherine wanted a third piercing on one side. Actually, my mom even got a piercing. And Listen, She's probably fine. She is. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. This thing—I almost used the f-word—has not healed. It hurts so bad. And listen, sh- the person who pierced us in the this, is a professional, is a wonderful okay? person. Like it, this is not her fault. This is not the piercing place's fault. This is purely our fault somehow.
1: But did like, I not spray enough of that saline on it? Did I, I don't. I, I don't, un- I don't I've read understand. everything there is to read on the internet. Don't take the earring out. Don't use alcohol. Don't use hydroperoxide. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. So now I've gone to Amazon and purchased some sort of salt concoction that you melt, that you um, dissolve in hot water and then you hold it on your ear for five minutes like three times a day. Here's the thing. I Still
0: could have had
1: fine. a boob job
0: and recovered <laughs> from it Fast. faster yeah. than my ear will ever heal.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand. Lauren Sullivan got one for Wait, her 45th birthday. I should have said no. Do not do that. Do you know that people...
0: Like, our belly button rings are coming back? No. By the way, Mm-mm. I have never been more grossed out in my life than somebody from my high school who had a belly button ring that got infected. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen. So just any no. Gen Z people watching, do not do, do not it. not
1: pierce your belly button.
0: I don't care how cute your stomach is. It should not be pierced.
1: But I saw a lot of belly button piercings in Denver, by the way. It's, it, on, on, it was just... Well, i sure you saw a lot of stuff. The in fashion in Denver is not good. Okay, so what do we
0: do about our ears? Because you can't take it out. Because if it's infected, I you take it out. I don't know. If anybody out, knows be-
1: what to do, can you please send us a message? I mean, I want to take this out and put a different earring in. But suppose if you take it out, then it's going to be an abscess. Well, I, and
0: Yeah. But, it
1: really hurts. And I mean, I'd show it to y'all. I'd have Richard do a zoom in. But that you probably don't want to see that.
0: Yours looks okay from I here.
1: don't know. Should I give you one?
0: Oh. hmm Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Mm-mm. 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 Yeah. Oh, my God. So if anyone has any
1: ideas, that's my pit. And it's going to continue to be my pit. Oh, because it grew over the back? I don't know what's happening. Oh, your back then looks... Maybe 47 is too old to be getting piercings.
0: No, but Gwyneth Paltrow said she gets a piercing every year with her daughter for their birthdays or something. Wait a minute. Eventually, she's going to have to pierce things that we don't want to know about. Exactly. that's (laughs) That's what she said. And I was like, wait, but if Gwyneth can do it, we can do it.
1: But like I know, she isn't.
0: I'm. I'm literally. I could have had a different surgery. You know what I you mean? You
1: really could have. You could have had a big job. You're right. Been totally fine. You'd be running by now. <laughs> uh,
0: no, the thing is, March first. It is almost August in
1: March and she told April, us April May June or, we are four and a half months into this and
0: she said it was going to be healed she said mine she said I had filet mignon for my um my <laughs> new,
1: new term I had not heard um, before
0: because they're quite juicy and she said it would take my mine like a little bit longer but she still said July like it should be fine and you have skinny ones so guys Just take note do anyway. not go get all these what piercings was your, um, what,
1: was, what was my peak yeah
0: is this role reversal
1: where you can't Gosh, think of anything great? I know. Golly. <laughs> Normally I'm like, oh, I got this and this and this. What was my peak? I don't know, maybe tomorrow. Oh, well, okay. We have had a lot of fun at Greta this month. It's been really fun. You know, Emmy's helping me with all my events at Greta, thank God, because it's I literally cannot manage it. But we feel like I'm really not working that much. Though. No, you're doing a great job. But so we had we've been kind of having fun sales all month. Yeah, and tomorrow, tomorrow is a big sale. It's a big sale tomorrow. So everything's everything in the store is 40% off. Everything will be 40% Not including off. Golden Goose. Okay, so do not go nuts. Yeah, not Golden and Goose. And text me or, inst- or DM me about the Golden Goose. They're not on sale. Yeah. Everybody take a deep breath, okay? Yeah. It's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> we but, have people who've be, been asking, even though it says excluding Golden Goose. Yes, they stuff. still
1: ask. Um. But, sorry peeps. But And then the back room, you're doing the $50 oh, yeah. rack uh-huh. and the $20 rack. Which... So the back room God, is, this is you guys, it's going to be there are some Veronica Beard Blazers back there. I mean, fifty dollars. I just okay, people, because I shop at Greta.
0: Well, you don't consider me a good customer. You but are like, a good customer. Well, you represent not, when you go
1: out in the world. I do important. represent, yeah, but
0: here's important. the thing: like days like tomorrow, where there's like the fifty dollar and the twenty dollar. That's when you clean up.
1: That's like, when you get you get yes. home and you're like, I just got eight things for yes, three hundred bucks exactly,
0: and the whole store will be forty percent off minus Golden Goose.
1: Uh, so. And we'll be open early at nine. Oh, yeah, from nine to six. six. We're gonna have coffee, maybe some, maybe some donuts from the Donut Palace. I'm maybe. Mm-hmm. I've been. I had several donuts this week while I was in Denver. Did so, you? Yeah, it was I had. I really pretty much blew it out in Denver. Good it was for fun. you. But now it's back to real life. But so I do think it's been a fun month at Greta. And normally July is real sleepy, and so it's been fun to have a lot of people in the shop. It's just
0: been a different. It's been a weird retail time. Yeah. Normally
1: it is dead as a doornail in July. But it's been July, good, it's which been, is so yeah. funny. I, mean, yeah, I don't that's, know if it's going to be like that forever, but it's I'm going to enjoy the moment. while it's I happening. I think we just appreciate people shopping local. Oh, so appreciate it. Yeah. And really when I, I mean when we were in Denver, I mean that is my like I obsessively research Local, local places boutiques. and local boutiques. And you yeah. know, if I find that sort of one spot mm-hmm. and then around it are all the other cool local yeah, spots. I like, mean it's yeah. And of course, you know, my family wanted to go to Shake Shack. And I was like, if I never went to another Shake Shack, it's gonna be fine. Like, they I have
0: that in Fort Worth now. Like Shake Shack is not cool. So dumb, anymore, no, right? it's not
1: cool anymore. Okay. But it <laughs> but I want to I go bad.
0: it probably is still cool. I just like Yeah,
1: but I want to go to the yeah. local spot. We did end up at a really cool spot yesterday for lunch called Bird Call. Ooh. Which is a like a Nashville hot chicken place, but it's local to Denver and it's some chef that started it Started, it, and you order it on an iPad and then they it says up on this screen, your order will be ready in four minutes and 32 seconds and it like counts down and then when your order's ready, it says your order is in bay number six and you walk up to a little kind of like octagonal thing, hole and you grab your lunch out of a little hole and you sit down and it was, everybody loved it. It was delicious. It's like back to the future food. It was kind of. That's so funny. So I love to find the local spots. And we have that in Oklahoma City now where you can go find local spots and local areas where there's things surrounding where you can spend half a day, a day, you know, popping your head into places and finding cool things. Well, and our guest today, Kaleo McClay was born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma with a genetic defect called osteonomy. And at eight months... She had pins placed to her toe and her heels to correct her club foot, but it left her with limited calf muscle and ankle mobility. Luckily, she began playing volleyball when she was 10. And when she was 12, she began training with the Paralympic sitting volleyball team in 2009. Since then, she has become a two-time Paralympic medalist, gaining a silver medal in the London 2012 Paralympic Games, and a gold medal at the Rio 2016 Paralympic Games. Kaleo has been married to Matthew McClay since August 2016 and has a son named Duke, born in 2017. She currently lives and trains in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where she and her husband own a coffee, bakery, and flower shop called Flower and Flower. McClay also owns cookies by kaleo which is a custom decorated cookie company kaleo and the paralympic sitting volleyball team train with their sights set on another gold in the tokyo 2020 paralympic games which is begins august 24th are the opening ceremonies and you can watch them online or on NBC. so welcome kaleo to action city
2: Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or a brand that needs to get the word out, but don't know where to advertise contact black and studios, a full spectrum, cutting edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black and studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience in-house production from audio, video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, & Studios has your back. Search & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackenedstudios.com or visit us at blackenedstudios.com. And remember, it's Blackened
1: Kaleo, we're thrilled to have you in the studio and we cannot wait to hear about all your adventures with your Olympic Games and to hear about what's coming up for the Olympics in August for you. And we, we're we just so excited to have you here. But first, I want you to say your entire name because it is so beautiful and I will not be able to
3: recreate it. Tell everybody your whole name. My name is Kaleo Okolani Kanahele McClay. The longest name on earth. <laughs> oh, but the most beautiful. I asked her when she walked in. I was like, "Do you have your medals with you?"
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> she we was, should have asked her to bring well, them. She was like, "I never know. I don't want oh. to be extra." <laughs> <So you're> like
1: <laughs> next time, you bring yes. all the medals when you come back with the gold from Tokyo. Oh, yes. Then come back and bring them all. We'll have to all well, three. Maybe and I will yes. just pet them. Yes. Oh we'll my gosh. Them. Yes. Well, I yeah, I'll
0: babysit them. I can do whatever. Sounds
3: great. <laughs> Where are they in your house? Um. Okay, so I used to like have them out, and then our house got broken into. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So I was wait, actually and they surprised. didn't take them. No, I assume they just didn't know what they were, They're and not the sharpest burglars. I, I know
0: they, they didn't. I was gonna say, do they not? It's <laughs> just trash? the whole house <laughs> in Rio, and they left those there. <laughs> and they left those. Thank so I was goodness. like, thank God.
3: Um, so I keep them hidden away, and most of the time I have a hard time finding them because I'm a good hider.
1: Oh, I. Do I do that think that all was something time. recently, yeah. and then I, I reordered re- the thing that I. Thought that I had hidden and thought I lost. And then I found it. Yeah, yeah I hide things
0: for myself, especially cash. Like I'll hide mm-hmm. my cash. My passport. I never have
1: cash. Yeah. Oh, oh, the passport.
0: Oh,
3: God. yeah, that's it. Yep, that's one. So like a good two weeks out from a trip. We're like, OK, Start everyone looking. go find your passports <laughs> <laughs> and make sure they're actually current. Yeah,
1: because I did that in November and my kids were not current. Oh, no. And I had to fly to Denver for a special appointment to get them current. So, oh, yes, my gosh. that's the other thing. If you hide them too well, then you
3: don't find them. You don't know when they expire. Yep. Well, so where are you from originally? I'm originally from here. OK, But my family's from Hawaii.
0: OK, yeah, that's awesome. My dad went to a summer school program in Hawaii. So did my mom. And he was like, it was the best three months I of his
1: life. Did. Three months, <laughs> uh-huh. wow, that's yeah. amazing. We need to encourage our kids to do that. Why yeah. wouldn't you go for a summer at you know the University I, of Hawaii? Yeah. I will tell you, I have mixed
0: feelings about Hawaii. Only because when I was in Maui was when the, it was the ballistic missile. Uh, False alarm So for about like 45 minutes We thought we were about to be hit by a nuclear bomb That could be sort of traumatic
3: I can imagine Other than that, (laughs) it was gorgeous Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so how did your family get from Hawaii to Oklahoma City? Yeah, so it's actually a cool story So my mom, um, after college Decided to like travel the world And so the last place she stopped was Hawaii And then just decided to stay and work And um, so she worked at a place Called Brenneke's And she worked as um, like a travel agent downstairs and my dad was actually working upstairs, which is like a restaurant. Um, so it's on Kauai, and and then that's how they met. And oh. then my mom brought my dad back here. And raised how did she sell that? Let's go through that. Conversation. Yeah, let's leave this beautiful let's, island. Let's to, to go back to Oklahoma City. Well, how'd that well go? so we even moved to Houston first. We lived oh, okay. in Houston and then moved here because my grandpa was sick. But I don't know how she got him to move to Houston even.
0: What does he think of Oklahoma?
3: So he has actually moved back. Um, <laughs> but he, I think for him, he just wanted to be near us. Yeah. Um, but even seeing him now, so he's been back for about a year. Um, and he's just so much happier there. That's just like yeah. his pace of life And here. There's just not much compared to there but there's like if you can find your space and like your your nook and where you like to go here it's great but he just never really found that um yeah but there is like a, actually an incredible hawaiian community here and in dallas so he oh, was really? in a halau and like did hula and oh. so he like he found for a while he found his like little place here um but he's with his family and so much happier there
1: Wait, that's so interesting. I had no yeah. idea mm-hmm. that we had a Hawaiian community here. Yeah,
3: it's really We're, it's actually do... really funny. They so a lot of Hawaiians move here to Dallas, um, and then randomly to Portland and Las Vegas. So they're kind of hubs of like Hawaiian communities. Um,
1: yeah, and Dallas. those are similar to the Vietnamese communities. Actually, there's a huge Vietnamese co- Vietnamese community in Portland, one here and in Dallas. Uh huh. That's actually very true. I wonder if there's mm-hmm. some
0: I wonder if there's some, connection. some sort of connection. I mean, you would think so, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's We're so to- So what where did you grow up here in Oklahoma City? Like what
3: schools did you attend? So I went to Andrew Bo, then I went to Summit, then I went to Santa Fe. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so in playing volleyball, yeah. So okay. I um, actually started playing volleyball when I was ten, and I started on the Paralympic national team when I was twelve. Wow! Um, so in oh middle my school, God, so you must have been pretty good. <laughs> so in middle school, I started playing, um, and then they found me through club volleyball from Oklahoma Peak Performance, is where I played club, um, and then so our head coach now, his name's Bill Hammeter. Um, He became the head coach after Beijing and he was on the board of oklahoma peak performance and so he knew of me and Brought me onto the team started training made my first roster at 14 Um, And yeah, so I've been with them ever since and I started playing in middle school So I played both for a while and so talk about your
0: disability so you were born with a club foot Mm -hmm. and then so because of that that is why you qualify for Paralympics, correct? Yes. Okay.
3: So I, it actually runs in my family club foot. My uncle had two club feet. My cousin had one. Um, and so I just got the club foot gene and it's actually really common, not just in like Hawaiian blood, but in general, which I was actually really interested to find out. Um, but basically at eight months old, I had a surgery um, and they basically corrected my foot back to like what in a typical foot would look like. Um, and then I was in casts until I was two. Wow. So with club foot now, basically I have limited range of motion and then lack of a calf muscle. Um, so there is a little bit of calf muscle there, but I don't have access to it. Um, so as a kid, they, tried to do like shock therapy. They tried to do a bunch of different things for me to gain access to it. And I just was never able to. Um, So yeah, so I qualify for the Paralympics,
1: which. How how did you even know about that from Oklahoma? I mean, I know that Peak is obviously a really great volleyball club. And, you know, I have tons of friends whose kids play on it. Is that how you made the connection?
3: I mean, you had the. Coach, who was on the board, mm-hmm. yeah. So I actually didn't know about sitting volleyball um, until Bill. So I hadn't really even heard of it. it. It had just come to Oklahoma City, basically when Bill became the head coach. Um, before that, they had kind of, kind of hopped around between training centers. Um, and so whenever Bill became the head coach, he's the one who really introduced me to it. Um, whenever they, so our training center is at UCO. Um, so the
1: U.S. Paralympic. Sitting volleyball training center is in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and so it's actually
3: in, an Olympic and Paralympic training site. Is at UCO and the Boathouse. Okay. Um, Wait, the Olympic team too? So, so the training centers are basically overall. Oh, so there's an okay, okay. Olympic and Paralympic training center here. There's one in Colorado Springs. Oh. There's one in Chula Vista. There's one um, which is more USA Volleyball in um, Orange County. So they kind of they're all over, and that's kind of like the hubs of where people train. But our team specifically trains at the one in Oklahoma City. So if
1: you are from Portland, Oregon, and you mm-hmm. are on the sitting volleyball team for the Paralympics, yeah. you come to Oklahoma City to train. Yeah, it's
3: actually funny that you say that because one of my
1: teammates is from, from Portland.
3: Portland. Ah. Yeah, oh my or gosh. like just outside of Portland. She's awesome. She's uh, she has actually just graduated high school. But so she is from Oregon and, and comes to and training. they're
1: not here all year round. They come during Olympic season mm-hmm. and. Train yeah. for what, So our year?
3: Well, I guess we had COVID. So, so our season never actually ends. Um, so we're one of the sports that has a continual season. Um, like but swimming. We, yeah. Never ends. Never ends. Never ends. <laughs> so we have um, every month we have a training camp and everyone flies into the training camp. Um, but we have resident training where basically a hub of us are here and we train together. Um, and then whoever, like right now, Katie, she's from California. She's in to train for the week. Bethany's here to train. She's one of my teammates from California as well. And she's here basically until the games. So we all kind of, even if you aren't from here, you have the opportunity to live here and train. Um, and then they have a non-resident program, which is what if you don't live here. So whenever my husband and I were living in Hawaii, that's how we basically were still able to train.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So how do, like how does this conversation with 12-year-old you go? Like Yeah. How, like how i'm just like thinking about myself at 12 yeah. and like your maturity level or your whatever and they're like hey do you want to play sitting volleyball like how does that kind of go down for you yeah it's funny that you say maturity level i was not
3: very mature at 12.
0: No, no no i wasn't <laughs> i mean i'm just saying yeah, like, I was not. I, I don't know if at 12 i would have the wherewithal to be like this is something yeah that this could sounds be cool amazing. let's do it yeah, right? yeah yeah
3: exactly i was already so my mom actually played volleyball and basketball and she's super athletic and so she was starting to introduce us to sports um so she introduced us to to volleyball well volleyball was the last one but she intro- introduced us to gymnastics dance like kind of the normal ones then then she went to softball basketball and then volleyball was the last one I tried but we were always really athletic and I just loved sports and really enjoyed being um, in that environment um, but how it was presented to me is like my disability had presented issues um, With jumping and not being able to jump as high, my mom really tried to raise me as though I didn't have a disability, so I didn't limit myself.
0: Like, was this a part of the dialogue? Like, I'm just wondering, you know, if I one of my kids was disabled or had this disability. Like, yeah, yeah, did did she talk to you about it, or was it like, no, 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 you're just gonna go out for the team?
3: Yeah, she really let me figure it out on my own. Um, So really, the first interaction I had that made me realize that something was different. Um, was in ballet they had oh, us do skipping which is like a very like yeah normal activity right. um you but have to push off with yeah your but so I up. would I could jump high off my right and I couldn't get off the ground on my left and so that was the first time which it was like making me really mad um because I wanted I'm very competitive and like I want to do it better than you and that was just something that I literally couldn't do and so that was really the first conversation that my mom and I had about my disability, and that's the first time she really introduced me to it. Um, so, but that's really how she raised me was to push every boundary I could, but know there are some things that you won't get past. We can try and do it a different way. We can try and maneuver it, and and see how we can do the best with what you have. But, um, but that's really how we approached it. it was like just do your best, and whatever it is, don't don't try to make an excuse for yourself. Um, so my mommy didn't even really tell coaches like my one of my first basketball coaches. She didn't tell him I had a disability, but he was getting mad because on a right-handed layup, you have to jump off your oh, left right. foot. Oh, and yeah. I wasn't able to jump very high, oh, and so he yeah. was getting frustrated at me. And so my mom pulled him aside during a practice and was like, "Like, don't treat her any different. Don't do less. Still get upset with her. She should s- still make these. Um, but just so you know, she has a disability. This is like her limitations. Um, but yeah, she is great. And it's funny because I know that's not how everyone with like not everyone's kids with lucky disabilities. Enough to yeah and not, not everyone a has a parent like who yeah. yeah it wants to push you and sometimes that's not the um like your child isn't able to do as much as I was able to. Um so I think that's a navigation for everyone with a disability and that's kind of the gray area of how do you parent your kid and no one No one can tell you how to do it because every kid's different every parent's different every situation is different but i am really grateful for how my mom handled my disability and i think if i ever have a kid with clubfoot she really modeled how i would want to handle it
0: yeah i mean it sounds like it was all very positive right like you were never like told you were disabled or like kind of there was never it sounds like there wasn't any negativity
3: around it right and i think there is like a big stigma with the word disability and and kind of treating it um as something we don't say or don't do, but I think disability is actually a beautiful thing, and it's something that I think as we become more accepting and open to it, the more uh, the world can be more accepting and open to it, and I think that's a beautiful thing about the Paralympics is it shows you these world-class athletes with a disability still right. doing what they can, doing the most, making the best out of their situation, and literally competing at the world's highest level. Yeah, and it's, oh, think about it the opportunities provided you Mm -hmm.
1: i mean to go all over the world to meet people from all over the country that play on this team with you i mean you might not have had that yeah opportunity right i mean that's
0: just i also feel like too it it probably has shifted your perspective because like thinking about me i'd be wondering what disability everybody has but i'm sure for you it's like it doesn't matter right
3: yeah so even with us it's funny because we get into conversations of like what happened to them or what like it's just such a normal conversation whereas like in normal life people are very like don't know what to do about it how to approach it yeah and for us it's cool because we are we all have disabilities so we all know that we all have disabilities Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to hear different people's stories and it actually opens up the conversation quite easier because we all have something so it's not um we're not fearful to talk about it Yeah, Uh, at least most people aren't um But I think what's interesting is everyone has such a different story with how they grew up. And a lot of the time it comes with bullying. It comes with Mm. being treated differently. And so the more that conversation is opened up, the easier it is to stop that while you're seeing it, even as a teenager, as a kid. Um, But even like parents and and seeing disabilities and, and being aware, I think as an athlete, you're more aware of whenever people are watching people with disabilities and what that really looks like and and then so now trying to teach my son of like how we interact with people um, just overall and treating people like humans Mm with a disability or not.
1: So you're you're you start playing volleyball when you're 10. When you're twelve, your coach says, wait a minute, I've got I've got an idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could should try sitting volleyball. How does that work? You go to a practice, is there was there an entire team in Oklahoma City
3: at the time? Yeah. So I was first introduced to the resident program, which at the time was consisted of women and men, which was oh, very intimidating God. because... And you were 12. Yeah, I was 12 <laughs> and they were all so much older. So I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. Because the guys were what, like 18 or something? No, they're like 30s. Grown people. Oh, grown okay. okay, okay. Yes. Um, and so they then brought me into a women's training camp and still the closest person to my age was 18. At the time and so there was still a huge age gap but i i remember my first reaction to sitting volleyball was like oh i don't know if i'm disabled enough for this so it's like kind of an area that you're i've like always found middle, myself in yeah so like in standing volleyball i had limitations that i couldn't do i felt too disabled for standing volleyball and in sitting volleyball for a lot of the time i felt not disabled enough for sitting volleyball because well, i'm
0: sure you're looking at your teammates who you say have like all the ranges right yeah and so I'm sure you're comparing yourself to maybe the most severe you know like I would do that too yeah which but it sounds like you know so how did you get through that
3: mentally then yeah so over time I was able to like communicate that with my team and how I felt Um, and as a kid I this is how I feel and remember me feeling but like as a kid you you don't really know how to vocalize that Mm -hmm. Um, but as I've grown into my place and like become a veteran on this team a veteran is like if you've been to the games before and really have found my place on this team the more i've been able to vocalize that and my team has been so reassuring of like no you've earned your place like you have a disability there's no question about it like and even like paperwork and all these different things but um to really help me feel like this is where i belong um because i think for me that was always the hardest part is unsure if i belong And my team has done a brilliant job at making me feel included and and like I deserve to be here.
1: Yeah. So you go to your first Olympics in wait, how old were you? So you're your first national team when you're 14.
3: So, yeah, I had I made my first roster when I was 14 okay. and I went to my first Paralympics when I was 16, which was London. London. Yeah. Oh OK,
1: oh so gosh. does your mom go with you? I mean, do you go to London by yourself when you're 16?
3: What happens? Yeah. So I went with my team. So my mom, my mom came, but she we were living in the village while we we're there. So we don't I wasn't really seeing her very much. Um, but at that point in time, I'd already been with the team for about four years Um So I was like pretty used to traveling with everybody. Yeah, used to them. Um, But it's funny because most 16 year olds wouldn't go out with 20 and 30 year olds just (laughs) to a different country by themselves. And um, but that was just kind of what I was used to. And yeah, it was great. So what was the conversation? So you're in high school, right? Mm -hmm. So like you're telling
0: your friends you're going to the Olympics. Yeah. Like what was that kind of dialogue like?
3: Yeah, um I think all of my friends knew me more as Kaleo than they knew me as like Kaleo the volleyball player. Right. Um but I think it kind of, it's funny looking back cuz no one like made a really a big deal of it other than my my volleyball team like at Santa Fe. Um and they were really supportive and like excited for me to go and I was missing like part of the season. Um but actually our principal at the time was so helpful and actually in edmund there's sort of a program set up because of um shannon miller oh she went to the olympics actually
0: this is so funny because i told my husband i was like interviewing you yeah and he was like have you ever met an olympian and i was like i think i met shannon miller when i was like really little because she did those like gymnastic camps yeah but then i couldn't remember but yeah i was like shannon miller's like you know She's an Oklahoma she's big legend. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Time. Yeah,
3: and so whenever my mom went into the conversation with the principal about what can we do about classes, like she's going to be gone, because we leave for about a month. So we're this time we'll be gone for three weeks, but in London we were gone for like almost four, um, because we train a little bit before we get to the games, then we're in the village for about two weeks. Um, and he helped work out a different, sort of the same program, but... Um, for me, and to go to the Paralympics. Wait, so that can, is so cool yeah. that they
0: were like, "Oh, we'll just do what Shannon Miller did." Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah will be the
3: Shannon Miller program. Don't yeah, worry.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. The so I got like this. have no idea how Thank I you, passed Shannon my Miller. sophomore
3: year, but I did not attend classes for like a good two months.
1: Wait, that's incredible. What's the Olympic Village like? Oh, I was literally. I, I just, say, I just, I just want to throw this out there. I'm obsessed with the Olympics. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't watched as much of the Paralympic games, but yeah. I'm going to now because then you can just continue on, right? Like yeah. you've got a three weeks of the Olympics, and you can go three weeks of the Paralympics. I'm just going to keep going. But I mean, I was a swimmer growing up. And so I did, you know, very competitive swimming. And I would have, I could have never made the Olympics, but I always dreamed of it. So tell me what the Olympic Village is like. I'm dying to know.
3: Honestly, it's really cool. I think the biggest thing is being able to see athletes from other countries, um, but also athletes from your own. So like for us, we train in Oklahoma City. No one really else trains here. So we don't really see anyone else. We know of like... Is it
1: the kayak, the... the um, yeah, horse kayaking yeah, yeah. and the rowing maybe is here
3: yeah okay um but other than that it's like swimmers that we know but don't really aren't ever around the basketball team we know but we aren't really ever around um like the wheelchair basketball team so it's been really cool and going is cool because you get to see everyone in their element of just living life and literally the village is pretty much just like a small city with a bunch of athletes who all eat in is the same like place. Is it like college again kind of?
0: <laughs> like, Is there like a cafeteria? Yeah, okay. so there's a
3: cafeteria. Each country has their own building. Um, Some smaller countries share say, a building. I was say, you only
1: have four people from your country. Don't have <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so they like share buildings. It's actually really big. So depending on where you are, it depends on how far you have to walk, which is sometimes can be an issue So
0: between like london and rio yeah what were the
3: differences in
1: those like villages who did it better
3: oh um the british or the brazilians
0: what i can't wait to hear about J- tokyo
3: i know oh, I yeah well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have a follow-up yeah yes. when you get back We'll yes. follow-up with Sounds all the details great. from tokyo okay. they're they're just really different i remember more from rio so i'd probably say you older yeah yeah because i don't really remember a ton from london i was 16 and I don't really remember much. Um, But I remember Rio being really big. There were swimming pools. um, And for us there, there was tons of walking, but it was warm outside. So we got to be outside. And London, I remember um, more about practices and like competition and just being really nervous. And um, yeah,
0: 16 would be. I mean, yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's really hard to remember a lot from London. So
1: you win a silver at London.
0: Mm
3: hmm.
1: Well, so who was, won the
3: gold in London? Do you remember? So yeah, so China won the gold. So China, so you played China in the finals. Mm-hmm. So up until that point, China had always won, um, until Rio. So China is like they're the, the country sh- to be. Yeah, they I mean, were. Yeah. yeah. How oh. many countries have sitting volleyball teams? Um, so only eight go to the games. Okay, so there's kind of it's like soccer. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Earn not your everybody spot. gets to go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, so there are eight slots at the games. Um, I wish I could rattle them off but i don't and you're that. the setter yes yeah i'm the setter for our team it's like so cool now emmy is a volleyball player i so did I, oh you are means. okay yes well,
0: uh, i mean not anymore yes no but, but you were i played yes i played for six years nice um but i was a left wait i was right side my senior year that was okay. my favorite being opposite the, yeah of the setter yeah it's the setter was, the
1: person that pushes uh, it up like yeah. this mm-hmm. oh, it okay. is so
0: tip
3: like it is I, the toughest job yeah, because it's kind of the quarterback. So you touch every ball. So you are the second touch. You're basically setting up It comes up the to offense. you every time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we run a 5-1. I don't know. If yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we run. So I'm... When I'm in I'm the only setter yeah. and yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Does the one mean the setter? Yes. Or do you do like a four
3: yeah. two, so, that'd be two setters? So yes. a six two is basically you have six hitters, so even your setters can be hitters because they are two oh, setters I see. on the court okay. at a time. Yeah. And then a five one is the one is a designated setter. And then there are five potential hitters. hitters. But we have a libero in. So if you know volleyball, Vanter, that's well. What I know. It
1: is. I know libero is
0: the yes, I don't know what that different means. jersey
3: libero but is. But I know that
0: term. They can sub in for anybody. Yeah, and because they don't volleyball, use a sub. you can only sub in for one other person.
3: Right? Yeah, in international, we only have twelve subs overall. Oh, really? Yeah, and okay. so basically, like you can only make twelve substitutions in a game. Yeah. Um. So in in our in international volleyball, you can only go in. So if you're not, it, so you start, and if your um, substitution so you can only go in then out then back in and, and so then it. you're stuck yeah really yeah so wow. you can't basically so you can't have like in standing volleyball you have two people usually a setter and a right side right and then whenever the setter goes front row you switch setters and right, 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 sides. right, right. so you yeah. basically continue to sub but with um international rules you can't do that um so pretty much the six you have in is the six you keep um and then you sometimes can have is a that sub for standing too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's just international.
3: How much lower is the net in sitting volleyball? Um, It's significantly lower. So if you think about a tennis court, it's about that height. It's about that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Interesting. And does it, the same rule apply where if you like cross the line, it's
3: like... Yeah. Oh, so all okay. of the foot rules right. in standing volleyball um, is on your butt. So it's determined by your butt. And so... Your butt basically can't cross the line um, whenever you're serving. And then whenever you're swinging back row, your butt can't go over the the two meter. Right, we call right, it right. the two meter. Two meter. Um, okay. Which is in standing volleyball would be the 10 foot ten line. Foot. Um, so the two meter line, you if you're back row, you can't swing over the two meter line. But the other difference in sitting volleyball is you can block a serve. And you can't do that in standing volleyball. Fun. Yeah. So That's I, like another that's level. A, that's a whole. Well, yeah. it would be hard to do maybe right yeah so it actually just makes serving harder um so it basically takes the like low and flat ball right out of you play.
0: can't you can't just like, ch- like Yeah. chunk it yeah you have to like arc it
3: yeah um oh, interesting but we play i mean if you know standing volleyball we yeah. we play just like standing volleyball like system wise yeah um we just do it sitting down
0: i always thought that's like honestly one of the things i loved about volleyball and kind of like why i it was probably my favorite sport that I played. Is because there's the rotation factor. Yeah. There's all the position factors. Like it's not just easy. Like you rotate one spot, and now that's your new spot. Because yeah. like when it becomes competitive, you want the person to be here and the person to be here. So we would come up with all these crazy maneuvers on how to get. Yeah. You know, because you couldn't be on certain sides of certain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. very complicated. It's yes, it is very complicated. But it's I like so just to fun. throw
1: eleven people yeah. out there in on one side of the soccer field or whatever. That's, Just go for
3: it. Yeah. Just let me <laughs> run around. I don't but know if I'm smart enough to play
1: volleyball. If
0: like, and you know how in soccer you could be like offsides. Imagine if every single player could be offsides. Like that's how volleyball works. It's very, I don't know, it's very um,
1: like
3: methodical. Yeah. And, and strategic, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's very super strategic. Yeah. And there are specific plays. Yeah. Yeah, so we run plays. Um Ugh, running plays is so fun when they yeah. work. But yes. then when, when well, you can remember yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like how I do it now. So we used to do like calling out plays, but because um I mean volleyball in general, but especially sitting volleyball, um goes so fast and you're running different systems, like you it's just hard I to figure out what's going to how happen fast it is. Yeah, I really I would love for you to watch it cuz it's really well, I would, can, Well, do, I've do, been do watching you play your, games
1: in Oklahoma City. I mean we when sometimes we do
3: scrimmages, but okay. um so our gold medal match from Rio is on YouTube and then all of all I've been of watching your Instagram. Tokyo. Oh nice. Yes, I watched your I because
0: I'm I, I love it. Like yeah. I love watching regular volleyball, especially men's. It's yeah. so fun. I mean, not that women's isn't one like sorry, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. No, but okay. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then I started watching yours and I was like, oh my god, how are
1: your elbows not just like And what torn about your butt? What if you have a bony butt? That's yeah. really like... Bony butts are the worst. That's the worst. You yeah. need like a big... I would be good. Yeah. I, I'm not that I'd be good, but I have, do I have the have right a butt, big, butt for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause cause you do have juicy. a good butt.
3: I don't. You're, but you're I was thinking about like, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it
1: <laughs>
0: like your hurt. elbows. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, when I was watching it, I was like, that to me, because you're wearing knee pads. Yeah, so You're sort of protected there. Yeah. But then I was like, oh my god, I had elbow to Yeah, I just started
3: wearing like arm sleeves, which has like become more popular in standing volleyball too, but it's basically it feels better blocking. And then whenever you hit the floor, just it's nice.
1: What is what is That's the rule so cool. that your does your butt
3: have to yeah. be on the floor at all times? Can you flip over? Yeah. So you can take an athletic play. But when you come into contact with the ball, somewhere from your shoulder down to your butt has to be in contact with the ground. So you That's, can be on okay. your side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can okay. be on your side. You can die for a ball. Um, It used to be that you couldn't get up. So like like you couldn't like Neil. you couldn't raise up to like get somewhere fast. They were like more technical about that rule, but um, they have seen more athletic play is what they call it. And so they changed that rule to basically shorter, shoulder to butt. Um, so you can dive for a ball. Just something has to be in contact with the. Ground. Have they changed that since Rio, or was it like that in Rio? It was. Uh, It was like that in Rio, but it's better now. Gotcha. So it makes it more fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just more competitive. And I think as so, like, kind of as a team are mantra i guess you would say is to be the bar um so like be the one to beat do the little things to to make our team better and like the cool thing about sitting volleyball is it's still compared to lots of sports it's still very new um, and so it's still evolving a lot and the coolest thing that we've seen is as our team like the usa women's team evolves and we grow and change the sport in the speed of the sport the whole sport goes with us, so it's well, really yeah, cool. With beat like China, so you gotta yeah. now you're like, all right, people, yeah. get with the program. Now our biggest competition is Russia going into <gasps> this games. So they actually weren't at Brio, um, but they beat us at. Oh my Worlds. gosh, you guys
0: have to watch what's the what's the hockey movie where they beat Russia. Why oh. am I blinking? It's no, like a I, such Oh, a t- um, yeah. Uh, mighty no, no, well, oh. that, no, <laughs> no, I, I think they beat Russia in that movie, too. This is the first one. No, no, America. no. no one about it? the Olympics where uh, they finally beat Russia. Why am I blinking? It was 1980, 19- right? Yeah, uh-huh, you all have to watch this.
1: Starts with an M up.
0: Miracle. Miracle, oh, on okay. Miracle on okay. ice. Miracle like, on ice. You, you like have, have to, d- to pump <laughs> you up for to for that yeah, game you need so to good. watch yeah. Miracle or something. Wait, okay. So we haven't even really made it like past your high school experience. I know. But, so yeah, what happens after high school? Yeah, so you graduate mm-hmm. and is this like you're like this is where I'm going?
3: Yeah, so after high school, I basically just kept training and I did like an internship for a while at a church and then my husband and I after Rio, then we moved to Hawaii um, and we were youth pastors there and then we moved back and opened flower and flower in the middle of the pandemic which was crazy um but yeah so it's kind of wait, i feel like we yeah. went real yeah,
0: fast yeah, over yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we yeah, have here to we to stop at rio because i'm
3: really okay so
1: you come home you got two more years of high school from rio yeah, when do you from meet London, your, uh, yeah. are
3: you and your husband high school sweethearts so, no so he's three years older than me but okay. i met him when i was in high school when you were in high school yeah okay. so we had mutual friends and so we'd hang out a lot did he um, grow up in Edmonton too Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so he went to a couple of different schools and just mutual friends and then graduated, started dating. Um, yeah. And we're training and then, and And then in London, we're going to move
1: to Hawaii. Who, how, how did you move to Hawaii? You said you were youth pastors in Hawaii with your church from here, or did you find a new
3: church in Hawaii? Yeah. So we were with a new church in Hawaii and they're called Inspire and they're great. Um, so that was after Rio. Sorry. I think I got confusing.
1: No, it's no, okay. no. We're just so, <laughs> this is so fascinating. We're like, well, so I'm tell
0: me what it was details. like to
3: win gold in Rio. It was literally the most satisfying feeling. So, in Rio. Did you beat China to get gold? Yeah, we beat China to get gold. But <sighs> in pool that, play, we actually lost to China. So we had. Like in the two years leading up to the games, we had beaten China like quite a few times. We were very confident and like felt good about going into the games. And then we had to play them in pool play. It's just how the pools line up. There's, we call it the death pool. And then there's like the other pool. And so we're always in the death pool because it's like team one, like the first team and the second team. So you don't play each other in crossovers. Um, so you're in the same pool as them. So we were in the same pool as China, lost to China in, I'm pretty sure it was four. Um, oh, and shoot. then the rest of the tournament, we were like, oh, oh no, like oh, how no. are we going to beat China? And so we had a lot of conversation with our um, sports psych at the time and We're we're just trying to figure out how are we going to mentally and physically be able to get ourselves there after this loss. So we had basically two weeks from when we played them to like be where we needed to be to beat them and the finals. So it was a long two weeks. And um, so kind of how the games is set up for us in our competition is play one day, you're off one day, play one day, you're off one day. So basically how it goes is like women's, men's, women's, men's, women's, men's. Um, And so every off day we were practicing training training, trying to work on different systems to beat china um so we like basically came up with this whole game plan and only used it in the finals and beat china in three we'd never beaten them in three and wow it was like the best feeling i remember looking at one of my teammates um in the like middle of the third set and i was like are we going to do this in three? And she was like, just focus on the point where <laughs> we're Don't say that on the
0: point Like knock on everything. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. Why'd <laughs> you then, say that out
3: loud? Like the game point, we all looked at each other. We're like, oh my gosh. Um, and then, so kind of our game plan for the game was to drop our hands if they were swinging to use hands. That's very confusing if you don't understand volleyball. Um, but so that's how they beat us in the previous game. So the last point was me and my teammate Mo. We dropped our hands. They swung out and we won. And it was just the coolest <gasps> oh feeling gosh, that our game plan that we worked. Had worked on this two weeks um, that we put into play in the gold medal match worked, Wait, and we and beat such them in a three. Mental victory too, yeah. right? It's yeah.
0: like I have like put so we you put so much thought into yeah. the. Yeah, into the plan and then to have it like work. Actually work, which in volleyball is honestly a rare thing, I feel like, because there's so many factors, right? I
3: mean, it's... And that's the biggest thing with volleyball, too. And what I've just taken into life is um like our biggest thing that we we're trying to remember in that game is to just focus on the point you're on because in volleyball and a lot of other sports you're so focused on the last mistake you made yeah um that you're never in the point that you're on or you're looking for the next point and it's really the only thing you can control is the now um and so i think carrying that from there into life has been really helpful too because everyone asked me like how do you balance how do you balance being a mom being an athlete being a business owner and um, like the word balance is not really real to me um, because I think there's really no way to balance everything nothing gets even time Um, but really to just focus on what I'm doing where I am the moment I'm in um, is really the only way I know how to navigate life and be successful Um, but really took that from the Rio match and like oh this has proven that it works." works and to have a plan but in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the game to just focus on what you're doing when you're there. Um, and so I've kind of like brought that into life now. I've heard this interview with Venus Williams and she called it
0: zoning. Mm. Were you zoning in that game? Absolutely. That's so cool. I just want to zone like once. Yeah. I think I did one one time. time. (laughs) Just one time would be good. No, but that sounds like it, right? Where you're completely present and you're just not thinking about, yeah, the point before or the next point. You're just like in it, right? I mean, that's and that's what they say. Like Tiger Woods has and all Mm -hmm. the athletes who are like so incredibly focused is like that ability to just be in that exact that swing
3: that hit that set whatever it is something that we've done a lot of work on too is like how you call it zoning in whenever you're in the point that doesn't always happen and it doesn't always go perfect so you also have to train when it's not there right to get back in Yeah. yeah and so like one thing that i've worked on is um what we call externally grounding so what can you do in the middle of a match or in the middle of a very stressful time To instead of being concerned of all the other things, what can you do to put yourself back into that zone, into that moment? How do you do that? And so like for me, I um, like to talk and that's like my external ground, because I think when when you get in your head, when you're quiet, you just there's so much that goes on in your head at a point in time. But so for me, I actually say what I see. Um, And it's just something that, like, helps bring me back to the present moment. How did you figure that out? Um, Working with sports psychs um, has been super helpful. And then just, honestly, conversations with my team. Um, So, like, because I'm a setter, I always get the second ball. But there's so much you can say. There's so much you can be doing um, in between those moments. So, whether that's communicating with your team or talking to a person that you... um, feel like can support you. So like my teammate, Bethany, we're best friends, we're roommates and she's always on the court with me. So she's someone I can, Externally ground to and communicate with. So like during the point, you'll be like you, Bethany, blah 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 blah. So between points, so <laughs> but, like, okay, before, okay, yeah, I I like before, yeah, before like, the next. Serve, like, I can imagine. Yeah, there is, yeah. goes up, comes back down. <laughs> but just, like, on like my side of the court, I can um, be talking about what's happening on the other side of the court. So like the pass yeah, yeah, is off, right, it's right, going right, outside. Right. I see, I see this, oh, and my just God, continue which How to talk. annoying to the person across
0: from you, which is kind of another strategy. Yeah. Well, and I know, I know you're not trying to do that. No, no. Like if I were on the opposite side and she. Was like, oh yeah, that pass, yeah. blah blah blah. I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny
3: because even in practice, like, oh, do um, your teammates get? Mad? Yeah, no, we all do
0: it oh, for the okay. most part. A
3: lot of us do. Okay, and so we're all saying what we see, and we're like, that was a bad, like, the pass was off, which means like it was a bad pass, right, right, and right. they're like getting frustrated. Everyone's getting frustrated because you're like calling them out. Um <laughs> we, But it's funny because in international play, a lot of the other teams speak different languages. Oh, most of them understand okay. English, but so it's like even that banter that. That talking like not everyone understands. So that's the nice thing about the language barrier too is that we can call plays, plays we can they... say what we need to, and and some a lot of teams can pick it up. But um it's but just you're so fast. not picking up what the Chinese are saying. No, doesn't have the. I took effect. Chinese for a year,
0: and there, I oh, was still amazing. not. No, yeah, no, no,
3: it was so hard. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like it was so hard. My husband and I want to take Japanese because he's obsessed with Japan and he's so sad he can't go. Wait, can't Um, he? Why can't he go? No, so they... No spectators, right? Yeah, no spectators. So they were doing half capacity for Japanese spectators Mm -hmm. and then they took that That's right. I forget
0: they're like locked down again. Yeah. So So no spectators. That'll be interesting to hear about your experience like getting there.
1: Because you will have been to an Olympics where there were spectators and I'm interested to hear... What it's like to be playing with no spectators in that really high pressure environment?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think um, we're kind of in the headspace now, where we're just like, let's just get it done. I mm-hmm. think all of us have put our lives on hold, even more an additional year. Right. Like I wanted to be pregnant after the last games, and like after this games, and and that has been like pushed back another year. Oh, so I see what you're saying. So just we're just all ready to so is it is
1: it the same team you're going in 2021 with that you would have gone in 2020 or did, yeah pretty make much there
3: um have been a few changes but but for the most part it's the same cha- it's the same team how many so how many people are on the team how many people come with you so there's about right now there's 17 on the team but 12 go to the games yeah so so there's five, five that didn't make the team. But they still um, practice with you guys too. Yeah. So we have our training camp, this, our last training camp this weekend, um, which I'm pretty sure most of the whole team is coming. But but it's actually the first time. So like I said, sitting volleyball is like an evolving sport and we've grown a lot. Um, even since London, it's crazy how much we've grown. But we've never been in this position where we have such a deep bench and like such a, maybe I shouldn't say that, such a deep team um, where... In the past, you kind of have known who was going, but coming up to this um, roster release, we really had no idea. Um, we had like a good guess and then maybe like a couple of people were up in the air to us. But but yeah, it was a little caught off guard, but um, I think the team who's going is great and I really am so excited and honored to go again. Of the 12 that are going,
1: how many have been before and how many are new? Um, I think about
3: Eight or nine have gone before. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it's is, about three. Oh, so you so guys. a pretty vet team. Yeah. 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 When do you leave? I leave August 15th. And the only way I remember that is because my husband and I's anniversary is August 16th. <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, you can send him <laughs> an Instagram <laughs> yeah, message. Yeah. He's like, I guess we'll celebrate before. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So August 15th is when we leave and then competition starts August 24th. And so when, then
0: you'll be there for how long?
3: Um... So, we'll be there a week before competition starts. And then our last match is when closing ceremonies is. So, we literally go the whole time. time. And it is going to be different because you're not allowed to leave the village, right? Yeah. So, um, whenever, so we'll be in a different part of Japan for a week and it'll just be gym, hotel, gym, hotel, gym, hotel, which is uh, pretty much how it always is, like give or take one or two, like, Excursions somewhere. I hope in um, Rio you got to go out a little. Yeah, we did. And we had been to Rio for like in a 100 Days Out th- event they did and oh, invited fun. us. So we got to really have fun and enjoy and see all the sights before it got really hectic. Oh, good. Um, but with the games, too, it's like we really didn't leave before. Um, It's just a hectic time and high stress. But I was talking to my husband last night and like I have been to London and Rio and they were very I mean, there's just so much stress going into it because you like are going into with a job um and like wanting to take care of and do your best and prepare well um and then this games so there's just so much more like covid testing right. when we get to the village like just so much more on top of it that i'm like the previous game seemed so easy like we didn't right. have to do anything right. we just showed, showed up, up and oh but gosh. now there's just so many protocols we have to like download a bunch of apps they track um they're gonna basically track your exposure so everyone you're around and phones you're around it tracks who you're around and
1: wow and yeah so oh they use that in the basketball when they did
3: yeah in the bubble in the bubble the basketball bubble they use that so basically that's what they're doing and covid tests every morning Um, every morning yeah so right now we're getting covid tests once a week i don't know if anyone wants to hear this yes (laughs) no um, i'm interested yeah (laughs) yeah it's really interesting and we have to clear two covid tests that they send us and we have to video ourselves doing it and then you put it into this machine and then it tells you if it's negative or positive and then that determines if you can even leave. And then whenever you get there, it's every day. So are they testing, let's say, the five people who
1: didn't make the roster just in case one of the 12 doesn't get to go? And um,
3: that- yeah, I think we have um, two alternates. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the two alternates um, will go through the same process. Holy cow. Yeah. And it's crazy. Even right now with the Olympics, they've already um, started needing to use alternates. Um, so it's just very stressful. And so prayers, everybody, yeah, um, that everybody. we just get there and yeah. and are able to really do our job. But, yeah. But yeah, there's this whole other thing this time that is really out of our control. So I'm a person who likes to know what I'm getting into and likes to have as much control as possible. And with this one, it's kind of just up in the air. Talking t- to t- two good life control lesson.
1: freaks. Yeah. <laughs> we <We're laughs> like, have a problem with yeah. that. I really do. Well, OK. Tell me about opening Flower and Flower. OK. Yes. So okay, yeah. and how... How did you and your husband decide you even wanted to do this? You hadn't been in the restaurant business before or the retail business, right? Nope.
3: Um, So our other business partner, her name's Kelly, her and I had, um, I've worked with her doing flowers for like quite a while. I did it in high school a little bit. Um, And so we had always sort of like talked about, oh, how fun would it be to like open another flower shop. And then after Rio, I... um, Was really trying to figure out, okay, I know at some point this is going to end, like the biggest high of my life. And, And so you get to the point where you're like, hmm. It feels a little empty of like the biggest dream you have, and then you achieve it, and you're like, what's next? Um, and so I was trying to figure out okay, what am I going to do after sports? Um, and I really wanted to like touch into the creative side. So I started Cookies by Kaleo, which is um, a custom decorated cookie. They're so pretty. It's just, oh, all things. Um, I was, I was I stocking love an iced all <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to the iced cookie. It's oh, really oh pretty. God, okay. That's I know. my favorite, For you to see my it. favorite dessert. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally like our favorite. Oh, dessert.
3: Oh. Yeah. I'll need to read those too. But yeah. um, so then I opened Cookies by Kaleo. And so we had that. And then my husband is really into coffee. And so we we're like, oh, this could be a cool idea. And then my husband and I moved to Hawaii. And we we're like, oh, okay. That's never going to happen. And in Hawaii, we loved it. They have an incredible coffee community in Hawaii too. Um, so if you never need coffee wrecks, if you go to Hawaii again, yeah, yeah. where. Hopefully you don't have to well, experience nuclear bombs. <laughs> um, Just yeah. I hope that was a one time. Yeah, one-time don't, day don't day imagine day. that happening yeah. again. But no, we I got really some wrecks. Yeah. Uh, And then we moved back. My mom got sick. So we um, moved back to be around her and we started talking with Kelly and we we're like, this could be a really great idea. And so we kind of like merged everything that we love um, all together and then came flower and flower.
0: Well, she brought us. I'm drinking. I wish you guys were The here to strawberry basil test. lemonade. It and is incredible. But like, what is this cookie called that you brought us? It's the
1: chocolate chunk Hawaiian sea salt cookie. Holy cow, guys! The Hawaiian sea salt on top. It's you, it's crunchy and you yeah. can tin, like, like feel it big. in your mouth yeah. when it. Oh my gosh! It's so good. And I okay. So then she and brought then me you, the white rabbit iced latte with mm-hmm. oat milk. I did not know what a white rabbit was. It's a Japanese candy, yeah. right? That yep. your husband melts down into a syrup. Yep. And puts the syrup in this. I mean, oat milk it, this, is, this latte. is incredible. This is off the charts. Yeah, I'm glad it's really we like now it. know why it's Brian Bogart's favorite coffee, <laughs> coffee shop. place. And he's, I mean, he's the reason we even met. So, Brian, thank I you so it. much for
3: introducing yes, us to Cleo. We're so happy about And where about is that. the shop located? We are in Deep Deuce. So, we are right off of Third Street.
1: So, how did you decide to do Deep Deuce? What, did you plan on opening up? At the time that you opened up, or did it did it get delayed because of COVID?
3: So we were actually hoping to plan or planning to open after the games. So after oh, Tokyo, summer. gotcha. And then um, when the games got delayed, oh. we were like, oh, well we we were already so crazy. Story is we. Kelly had was eating at Deep Disc Grill and we're like right across the street and she saw the um, for rent sign open and so she like went over and looked at it and then we looked inside and they had a kitchen which is what we were looking for because it was kind of hard to find um, like a good looking building with a kitchen. a kitchen. It was already there. Yeah and so it. the kitchen was already there and so we're like this is a great spot and so we started renting out the building and um, a week later was the basketball game when I was there. Oh. Yeah, my mom was too. I was like Get out.
0: <laughs> Well, so my husband like saw a camera pointed at us. Yeah. I didn't see it or I was behind him. We were mm-hmm. all walking out. So he like made this sad face and they used it on like The Today show. Oh see, we see it on TV yeah, all the time. And That's so it's amazing. like now the clip of like people leaving the stadium sad oh, is like my husband's
1: face. They named in a yellow sweater. No, it was a yellow was shirt orange. from Greta. Oh, it was a yellow shirt, but it was yeah. yellow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. definitely need to see this. Picture. No, it's hysterical. Oh, no. But it's
0: it, we got so many texts that were like,
1: "Oh
3: my God, it's you're at TV. the game." Yeah. <laughs> we're
1: like, "Yeah." Well, so a week later, the passport game happens.
3: Then, yeah. then what? So we were still paying rent on the building and we're like, we cannot do this for much longer. So we went into like head on renovation and just bumped it up. Um, And thankfully, we're able to get loans and um, get more support. And we opened in October. So October 26th.
0: So coming up on a year. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not all, and like not really, but kind of, you know. I yeah, think getting be... close. Yeah, well, yeah. So tell
1: everyone when you come to Flower and Flower what you can get a coffee and you can get a beautiful bouquet of flowers.
3: Yeah. And you can get a pastry. Tell me. Yeah. So we like to say it's Coffee Bakery and Blooms. And so you can come in, it's a great vibe. Um, yeah, the inside's really pretty. Yeah. They're like my favorite colors. My sister did the murals in <sighs> like behind the coffee bar and in the bathroom. She's great. Um, but yeah, you can come in, get coffee coffee get tea whatever you want um pastries we do scones saturdays we do croissants we do cookies do you bake all of this yeah did you teach yourself how to bake yeah yeah so just um, from trial and
1: error you're like i'm gonna figure out how to make a mm -hmm. croissant by the way it's really hard i took a class with brian and lee
3: it's hard it is hard yeah it's my labor of love all my that's frustration that's why it's it's, Saturday, it's, yes, right. Right. That's it's only good. once a week yes. whenever I, the first couple of times I was doing it I was like I will only do these on Saturday I will not do these every day um, but people seem to really like them and, and yeah so and then on the other side you can get um, gifts the, the concept of it is that you could come in if you're going to like a baby shower or if you're going to a wedding you can come in, grab a gift grab flowers and head to wherever you need to go hmm. um, so it's gifts and blooms. Um, and you can order an arrangement online you can call in in order, or you can walk in and there's a flower bar. So you can pick your own blooms, you can pick a vase. Um, so the whole shebang. And That's yeah. so fun. So open.
1: How's it going?
3: It's going really good. Yeah. I think they're like any business, there are ebbs and flows and we're still like figuring out um, the different seasons and the consistency and, um, but overall we really love it. And I think we're so happy to have created a space that we just love to be in. And yeah, and our employees, honestly, I'm so grateful. Um, they're incredible. And even the employees, when we opened, because um, we're really from a stance of like, Hey, we've never done this before, um, so please come learn with us. And that's really the stance that we've taken, um, and it's gone really well. And yeah, I love Can it. Can you
1: come do a pop up at Greta? Would I would you love bring Coffee to.
3: and flowers and oh gifts? my gosh,
1: this is yeah, I mean, that would be, be fun, Emmy. So let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll cl- we'll clear everything out. We'll just. The yeah the whole the whole you can have the whole space yeah, the whole space
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait that's amazing so where yes. can people find because it's flower f l o w e r and mm-hmm. flower yeah f l so
3: on Instagram we're flower and flower okc um and then if you go to the Instagram there's the link to the website there's the address um or you can put it on like Google Maps or whatever okay. and find us.
1: What's gonna happen when you're in Tokyo for three weeks? Who's yeah, gonna be doing so the baking? so we
3: hired a baker as well. So oh, good. Yes. Okay. And um she's so great. So she has been well trained and she's awesome. So she's gonna be doing all the baking while I'm gone. Um and she's been she's been doing it for like the last couple of months um in preparation for going to the games.
0: That's incredible. So do you feel like a tremendous amount of support coming out of OKC like when you're about to leave?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think from my family and friends and like as my com- my personal community has grown, um, I just I really do feel so supported and it's awesome to be from here. I think it's funny because any time I tell someone, yeah, we went from Hawaii to, back to OKC and they're like, what is in OKC? I was like, it is hard to explain. But if you're yes. here, you know, and yeah. you find like your community and um, and yeah, I think Oklahoma City is great.
0: So our first final question is kind of a three parter. So. Yeah. Oklahoma City in ten years, flower and flower in ten years, and you in ten years—kind of like where do you see all of those things?
3: Yeah, I hope to. I mean, Oklahoma City—I think even in the past ten years has changed so much and has developed, and um, I think so much is here now, and it's such an incredible place. So I just see it like continuing on that momentum of like more small businesses, it being like extremely inclusive, and and I just. I see beautiful things for Oklahoma city and then for flower and flower. I hope that we can move into other cities. Like I would love for flower and flower to be in Tulsa. I'm speaking that into existence. Yes. Um, We do that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we really do. (laughs) And even to have like a mobile, um, coffee truck, so we can do events and things like that. Um, and then for me personally, I hope to have gone to another games and I hope to have another kid. I hope to be in a house. You know, I think there's a lot of, um, cool things that can happen in 10 years, you, do you know? guys live downtown. Yeah, we actually live in deep deuce <gasps> so nice. you can walk to work.
1: Yes. It's I can incredible. walk to work too. I love oh, it. I'm like amazing. two blocks
3: from my shop. It's so Heck great. Yeah. That's awesome. So I just think, um, Oklahoma city is a great place to raise a family and to start your life. And I think of me 10 years ago. So basically I've been on this team for like 12 years. So I think of me when I started and how much has happened in 10 years. So yeah. I'm like so hopeful and like really excited for the next 10 because I can't imagine what all that will entail. I Do you think you, you would ever want to coach?
0: Yeah, I, I was, I, okay. This is parlaying into my okay, question yes, Yeah, Go, go, add yours. Um, I was going to say, obviously I know you like, you know, This is out of your control. But would after Tokyo, would you go
3: to more games? I, we continue to talk about it. So I think for me, if this year would have been a normal year, I feel as if, or the past two years have been like normal. Yeah, I feel as if I might have felt good and ready to just retire. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think with this being so unsettling, like just just a different games, I think I were almost into the next i mean we are into the next quad so right. i I do see myself going to Paris and and then I like my thought process is like, if you're going to Paris, might as well go to LA Like, yeah, <laughs> just, like, oh like in the U S. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I'm at this point in time, I'm more open than I have been. I think burnout is real and I really needed the break of COVID. And I know that's sort of a selfish thing to say with everything that's happened this yeah, past year, yeah. but I'm, I really am thankful for the time it gave me to really figure out what I want to do. Open the shop. Like I think this year, such an, Awful year of the past year, it, um, was made really beautiful by the different things I was able to be close with my mom while she's like going through her treatments and stuff and and just it has given me time um, yeah. that I've never really had so I'm super grateful for that time and and now I really do feel the energy to like go further um, and then as far as coaching I have tried in the past and everyone <laughs> tells me I would be a good coach but my patience level is it's just <laughs> not always there. I
1: was listening to a podcast this morning about teams yeah, and we they were discussing sort of the difference between being a player and a coach, and that you don't necessarily have to be a great player to be a great coach, and yeah. vice versa. But it is really two completely different skill sets. I mean, yeah. and yeah, I think you just from talking to you for the this I could see short it. time, I could see it. I could see you being really inspirational to young girls and young women, and I just. I can see it.
0: Yeah. That's if crazy. my daughter ever plays volleyball, I know, DM you and be like, over. where are you? Yeah, so we're <laughs> like, I'm switching from field hockey <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. We're exactly. be volleyball, Feel, players. volleyball is the game. I know you is,
3: love your field hockey, but it is so the game. It's well, so funny. I have funny. so
1: many friends whose kids play it and they go all over the country. Yeah. And it is.
3: Yeah. Honestly, power to my mom. She it's is endorsed. A champion. So. Yeah. She would drive um, like through the night. So there used to be a rule, and that might have changed um, with. Uh, high school volleyball to where the number of days of school you've missed for tournaments is the number of games you have to sit out the next year from your sports. So oh, we would really? travel. What? Yeah. So we would travel so much for our um, uh,
0: yeah. Your what is big it called? Team.
3: No, for uh club. Yes. Thank okay. you for the club team. Um, and so we would travel all the time. We would be gone basically like every other Friday. And so there would be they started making a tournament at the beginning of the year. That was just kind of the, oh, this like, is how we oh, get all yeah, the games, games out. out. Yeah, It's amazing. Um, because everyone was missing so many games um, or so many days of school the previous year for games. That's
0: a like way to get around it. You ready Gosh. for a final question? No. I, I want to keep I'm this not- conversation going. What
3: do you mean? Am I- no, I'm definitely no, not ready. Never- I <laughs> have like a
1: hundred more questions. Okay. But we can, we're going to do a follow-up though. Okay. Let's okay. just. She has
0: to go. Train. <laughs> I know,
1: but when you're back from Tokyo, we're going to do a follow up. No, okay. we really
0: will. Like, we, and we've never done that, that before,
1: but we need to know. No, all we the need details. to know all details. I I know the details. I'm down. I will let you know about everything. Whole
0: experience. I yeah. Maybe
1: we can
3: take the whole show to Flower and Flower.
0: Oh, and do that would be fun. Yeah, yeah we could it. bring Richard. We okay. could go. Yeah. That would be really
3: fun. It would be good to have it fresh because most of the time we're talking about this like we are now, like four years right. But and I'm like, oh, right after. Yeah, I'm cool with it. September. Okay. Sounds
1: good to Okay, so our final question is let's say you're Best friend from Hawaii that you met when you were there comes mm-hmm. to visit Oklahoma City for the very first time. Yes. You have the entire day
3: to do whatever you want. What do you take them to do? Okay, this is funny because our friend from Hawaii is coming and he has come, but we were in the middle of COVID. So, so he, you, he okay, couldn't, we couldn't take him out. Yeah. So he's going to be here with my husband while I'm gone. And so the places my husband wants to take him is Tamashi. We love uh, ramen. Oh, They're I love that. So ramen. good. They're so, so is great. that your favorite? favorite? You like
1: it better than Goro?
3: Ooh. Oh yeah. well, I like tamashi too. I do. I, I do, do. I yeah. really like tamashi.
1: Who oh, else think likes it? It's Ben. Knuckles likes tamashi the best too. My husband
0: is like ramen. This is yeah. he's obsessed right now. Yeah. yeah, he keeps making all these ramens at our house, yeah. and I'm like Jeff. This is like all <laughs> tastes the same to me, but whatever. Um, but he this is the bake. Goro or tamashi.
3: Yeah. Okay, so tamashi. I like tamashi, but I do not that goro not. No, great. we love goro too. Goro, love goro. I have not been there in a long time. Probably I since they were sort of it, it, the plaza. Have you not done it
0: since it's Goro Izakaya now? So they in the plaza. You know where Gun Just, Izakaya no, plaza, used to be Paseo. in uh, Paseo. Yeah. Now it's Goro Izakaya.
3: Okay. No, I have not been since. You thinking. should
0: go because they have all the Gun and Izakaya menu items and the ramen. I
3: don't even know how you remember how to say that
0: Gun I- Izakaya.
3: Yes, I don't know. <laughs> no, you
1: good, good at it.
3: Okay, <laughs> so we're going to. Okay, then what's next? we we'll us go to Tamashi. Of uh, Of course, we'll go to Flower and Flower. Of course. Um, for a nice dinner my favorite is black walnut Ooh, I love I have the Jones you haven't been to black walnut? I've got to go to black you walnut have to go you haven't
1: been to black walnut. No, it's annette's favorite place by the way oh it's she loves so it. good I okay feel like,
0: okay let me know if you agree with this yeah. I feel like it's like none such where you see things on the menu you've never seen before but it doesn't like it's not like grasshopper mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the it's black a, walnut or gray sweater
3: Oh wait, that's Grace sweater. Yeah, so Grace sweater. Is so sweater is Chef more you of like black. You're black, you're right. Walnuts right, next door. Yeah, yeah. so oh, Chef I Black owns both, and right, right. so he runs both. So we actually haven't been to Grace sweater yet. Oh, We shoot, really want to go. Confused. No, that's okay. Black walnuts, great too, though. Yeah, Which but Black weird. walnut, their scallops are so. That's good. That's what I got last yeah. time. Yes, okay. they're good, and Matt, and my husband, he loves their um, lamb ribs. I'm pretty sure oh, that's what that wait! I literally delicious. think that's what I
0: ordered, and that's what Jeff's ordered. Mm. I'm 99 percent sure. Well,
3: it seems like we might need to go on a double date because <laughs> yeah. we should go there. And eat <laughs> well, the we also
0: have three year old boys. Yeah, that's this true. Is you guys are going to get together. They're not allowed there. No, no we no, do not no. waste
3: money. Um, but yeah, then I would take him to Common Place. That's like one of my favorite one of our spots. Too. Um, he's a boy who's coming, but. I love to shop at Mode. It's yeah. One of my favorite places. Yes. She's so great. Um, great. I did not finish that word. Um, but yeah, those are some of our favorite places. Scissor Tail, I think, is like such a great place to take people. Um, but yeah, it's kind of our vibe. I like it. Well, because you can it. walk, which yeah. is so, like, that's the dream. Yeah. My One of my teammates, um, my best friend, Bethany, she is actually moving with her fiance. Well, sorry. Her now husband to Oklahoma City. And so these oh, are like conversations what? we're having. Yeah. From where? So he is actually on the Brazilian team and he's moving here. Wait, um, it's a Brazilian men's city volleyball team.
1: Did they what? meet playing sitting volleyball, yeah. obviously? Yeah. Uh,
3: that's Wait, the I bet thing he's I've ever cute. heard. Yeah. Uh-huh, but he they're such cute. a cute couple. Um, Did they meet in Rio? Uh, th- so, they've known each other for a long time. Oh, okay. So, like, ever since she's been on the team, they've known of each other. Um, Where, it's is, a whole she dramatic from? where story. is she from? Um, she is from the Bay Area. So, she's from California. Oh, that's where my yeah. dad's from. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's from Palo Alto. So. Oh, nice. So, so Katie, he, my teammate, survive. is from there. Yeah. No, <laughs> she'll be fine. Um, she will
1: survive back. So, she and her, her husband's from Brazil. She's from Palo Alto. They're moving to Oklahoma City.
3: Well, she's from the Bay Area. I don't know. She even, I don't somewhere, somewhere. Somewhere in the in Bay California. Area. Yeah somewhere there. Um, and yeah, so they're going to move here after the games. <gasps> yeah. Exciting. Are Great. they going to live next to you guys? No, they aren't going to be in Deep Deuce. They're going to be like sort of in Midtown. But oh, nice. uh, th- that's I've convinced close enough. her to yeah. be downtown. Yeah. yeah, yeah Wait, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah.
1: This is my why I think Oklahoma City is so interesting now. Wh- one of the main reasons is people are moving from all over the world to yeah. live here. And, and it just adds an element of... Of culture, and you were saying there's a Hawaiian community here. I mean, there's yeah. so many different communities that you can plug yourself into here. I feel I like now that there's awesome.
0: like now that I know that there's this whole sitting volleyball community here. You guys should do a tournament, and I would play. Like,
3: not that yeah, I play. Yeah. like. I'm just saying, maybe for non. Yeah, we do like, <laughs> like an opens tournament, um, and oh, it you kind do? of travels. Yeah, so basically, we can make teams of. Just whoever, and there can be two national team players on the team, and so it's fun. really to like open the sport up to other people. So we do that. You it's do? not ever here, okay, but it's around. It's in the U.S., which is still daunting to saying. people. But but, but to us
0: is like or so for close. like a nonprofit, we should do like a sitting volleyball tournament. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be
1: fun. Yeah. Well, okay. So can people? We can watch the Paralympic games on NBC. Yes. How can we watch sitting volleyball? And when does the tournament start in Tokyo?
3: So we start the twenty fourth. So the day of opening ceremonies, August twenty fourth. Pretty sure the men start. Yes. Okay. Um, and so then NBC, from what I understand, there should be enough coverage. And like, city volleyball is one of the the more seen sports. Popular sports, sports. yeah. Okay. Um, so from what i understand there should not be a question of if if it will be it'll be on yeah um and if not then there should be a way to watch it through nbc on their website um and watch each match and then from there i'll keep everyone updated on my instagram yeah
0: tell your instagram yes yeah so my
3: instagram is at kaleo mcclay k-a-l-e-o-m-a-c-l-a-y Hard name, totally. Understand. Yeah,
0: but your first name is like so unique that it yes. was like the first person. Oh yeah, It came straight yeah, up. Came straight up.
1: And you have yeah. a blue check mark by the way, which I thought was exceptional. You do? Oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah she does. Oh my gosh, that's oh, so cool. So cool. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Your Instagram for us. is
1: really—it's good though. Oh thanks. And it's so and, inspiring. I mean, I really was like—I yeah. love looking through it. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you okay. so been much been really for fun. taking a chance on two people you'd never met before. <laughs> no, I love um, it. Thank you for my cookie, and thank you. Uh, <laughs> <it's> so good. <laughs> I cannot wait to come down in person. Yes, please do. And
3: mm. you can meet Matthew. He's. It's funny because some people love me more, and some people love him more. So you get your choice of who you will love more.
0: Maybe we'll bring him on Whoa. for the follow up.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you can could come fun. together. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I like Let's that plan. It. Okay, girls. Yeah, everybody have a great week. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC, or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Black & Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Black Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.